podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Face Off. In this one we're going to be discussing the disappointing, going to be saying that word a lot in this podcast, disappointing nil-nil draw with Everton. Um, and joining me, the unfortunate Liverpool fan, is my partner in crime over on 1UP, is Carl. How are you doing, Carl? Usually I say not too bad, guy, but obviously after that, <laughs> pr- pr- pretty bad, but uh, decent otherwise. How about yourself? Um, if we ignore football, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are recording this quite soon after uh, final whistle, so we might still be a bit raw here. Um, but it is a bit of a family affair for you, Carl. I mean, you might as well introduce the next guest. You've brought on your cousin, who is an Everton fan. Yeah, so uh, my family happens to be split between the red and the blue side of, of Liverpool, and my cousin David here has graciously decided to to join us. To, to, to gloat, uh, to gloat, lads. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big so, gamble yeah. coming on. It could have went horrendously, but you picked the perfect one to come on as an event. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Would have been silent just sitting here. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. But we start we start every podcast with this. We do tend to go through the starting elevens. And I will start on the Everton side, David. I mean I mean yeah. I, I'm not I don't watch news every week. I, I don't really keep up to date, but I mean Nora Charlison in the squad. I know you want to talk about Walcott, but I mean his performance will get mentioned later on, don't worry about that. But um, <laughs> was there any surprises in there other than Richarlison not playing? I think Schneiderland started, even though he played well against Cardiff. I thought it was a surprise for me. I thought it was a game that Gomez could have um, had a big impact in. I know he's not 100%. Um, so to see Schneiderland start, even though I thought he had a decent game, um, he tired fairly early, which is expected because I know he hasn't got a lot of football behind him recently. But um, yeah, other than that, I know there was, there was talk of Jack Yelke keeping his place, but I thought the two guys said they're back, did really well. To be honest, um, I thought Keenan Zoom had had good games, um, so yeah, I would I probably would like to see Gomez in, but yeah, other than that, I don't think there was any any shockers. I don't think Richarlison has been playing well for a long time, um, so I wasn't too surprised at that, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, Richarlison he, he seemed to have a similar um, season path at Watford, where he started off on fire and struggled about a, about the third mark. So we'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. But Carl. Um, from our point of view, not really any big changes, but we we saw Henderson come in um, for Milner from midweek, and obviously we saw Origi keep his players, which is probably the only two decisions that were there, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It was really a kind of a choice of Henderson or Milner. I thought it would be between the two. I know a few people were kind of talking about, like Keita was being saved for this game, he'd be the perfect player to come in. But I thought, like, kind of his lack of involvement in the last few games, like, it's doubtful he was he was going to play um, from the start, anyways. Um, and then, obviously, as you said, Origi or Firmino, depending on how fit Firmino is, and Klopp's rarely rushes a player back after they have a knock, and 
So I suppose we were kind of expecting Origi to play, especially after he had a, a good second half against Watford in midweek. Um, so like I, I didn't have too many qualms with the actual team selection. I know some people weren't happy with Henderson, but I, I didn't really mind. It was just kind of how the team were actually going to play that mattered to me. And we'll obviously get onto that. Oh, we'll get onto that. Don't you worry. Don't you bloody worry. Um, I mean, it's not loads of stuff in the early in the uh, early part of the match. Apparently, Gilfie Sigurdsson wasted a good opportunity. That I can't remember that well, if I'm honest. Um, but David, I mean, was your um, well, might as well start with Mark, the Marco Silva question, I suppose. Obviously, he had a decent performance or a good performance against us at Anfield. Seems to have a good record against Liverpool at his previous clubs as well. But do you think his his setup was right from the off? It seemed to contain us, especially for the first half, at least. Yeah, I thought he set up. Then I'm not. I'll be the first to admit I'm not his biggest fan. I never was. I didn't mm. think he wanted him in the in the first place. But I thought today he set up the team well. Um, he obviously had like I don't mind long ball being played, and it's obviously a ploy that he wanted to go with today. And um, I don't think we have the players to pass it through Liverpool. Um, so I think hitting hit, uh, the long ball, I think, played to our advantage um, in parts. Um, the guys defended well, set pieces, defended well for change. Um, wing backs got forward well, got back. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have any issues, to be honest. I thought, I thought that the guys, in fairness to, to Silva, and I'll be quite critical of him this season. But in fairness to him, I thought he set them up well. He had the time to do it as well. So, you know, we had the, the, the guy did a long break before the Cardiff game. So I would have mm. been, I would have been very surprised now if they weren't at it from the get-go setup-wise at least. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was happy enough. And just on the general question about the management of your club, I know yeah. you said he's not, you're not a fan of him and stuff like that, but what has changed since that the Anfield result? Because it seemed to be going at least all right before that, and then it's been... I can only describe it. Yeah. Horrendous run. What what's changed? I don't. To be honest with you, I think we were hit and miss before that as well. I know. I know. I know. We we've been awful since since the Liverpool game. Um, I just I just don't see progression under him. I think that's my like when a new manager comes into a comes into a, a club. Um, I, I want to see progression. I want to see better players come in. I want to see style of football. I just think there's too too much chopping and changing with Silva. Um, and persistence with certain players. I know we're going to touch on Walcott, but persistence with certain players that just aren't performing at all. Um, consistently not performing. Um, too many bringing players in, leaving players on the bench that should be playing for me, making substitutions at strange times, not making the right substitutions. I just think he's trying to find his feet, but for me, he's been finding his feet for too long. Um, I think he should be settled in. I think he should know his 11 now. Um, like even formation chops and changes. Uh, so, but all that aside, I thought today was the opposite. I thought, as I said, I thought the guys set up well. Um, it'd be interesting to see going forward from for now. I think we are still in with a shout of seventh. Um, so moving forward, I'd like to see some consistency. I'd like to see guys playing, I suppose, playing with more open, um, fluent football, more more direct football. Um, they were at it from the start. I thought today. Um, so I'd like to see that continuing on to the other games. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully you can perform it for your sake more than just the Liverpool games, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, Carl, from our point of view, nothing really happened till 30-odd minutes. I know Salah had a chance, but 
Um, a lot of question marks were being asked of the midfield. I know people were um, highlighting Henderson as uh, one of the better players. I know he had a, a decent run and he also said, <laughs> I think my exact words were, why were you turning back, you Macam twat? And then he tried to, then he decided to ping a 50-yard pass forward as soon as I said that. Um, but, I mean, the midfield... <sighs> It's obviously a functional midfield. It's probably the kindest way I can say about it. But when we set up with that midfield, do you have concerns that we're going to lack creativity that we seemingly did? I know we had chances, but it wasn't really down to the midfield. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen in recent weeks uh, at times that midfield has has struggled. And I think that's for for that reason people have latched on to to Kaiden a couple of games um, where he's kind of brought a little bit more fluidity to the midfield. Um, as I said, like I'm not a I'm not entirely against that midfield. There are games it works mm. in. I'm just not it just didn't really work today. And I'm not sure whether that's because of the setup or because that's down to the individuals. I mean I thought Fabinho played well first half, kind of dropped off yeah. second half. Henderson had some good moments. He had some poor moments. And, you know, we know that a popular nickname for Wijnaldum on, on Anfield Index is Ghost. And he was definitely that today because he just he just didn't seem to be involved. And that's that's kind of where we, we fell down. Now, as, as David pointed out, Everton were bypassing midfield a lot. So I don't think really the, the pressing side of our midfield was real tested. It, it was more so just they're on the ball. And I, I think that's where kind of they let us down. They just didn't really like there were chances created obviously we'll get on to them but there wasn't enough chances created and uh, i i just think there was no kind of we never got a flow going because mm. there would be loose passes or poor touches you know every few moments and it would just break down and it, it's it's very hard to kind of get it the kind of game we got going against wofford you know you're not going to get that going if you if you can't string a few passes together and if if every second touch takes it about three yards ahead of the player, you know. So it, it just, I think a lot of it is down to the. It starts in midfield. Obviously, that's the engine room. When when it's good, that's that's what we refer to, and and we've got to refer to it as that when it's bad as well. And you know, it, it obviously played its part in in the poor performance. Yeah, and with that midfield, um, you need your fullbacks to be at least semi competent, and do almost the opposite of that today, I suppose. Um, but linking, I mean, mentioning fullbacks, I wanted to ask you about Everton's David. Obviously, Seamus Coleman yeah. coming back, uh, coming back off that horrendous injury he got a couple of years ago. I've heard a couple things, a couple opinions saying that he's not the same player. But I just wanted to ask you about the left back. Obviously, this is the first season where Leighton Baines hasn't played in about a million years. Um, but Lucas Dinius seems to be both a strength and a weakness for you. Obviously, he gets forward very well, but he did seem to be a bit loose defensively at times. Yeah, he is a bit gung ho sometimes. Um, I I think he's curbed that. Um, in the last few weeks, I think when he came in first and he was introduced into the team, I thought the amount of times he was caught too far up the pitch and teams kept breaking and uh, penetrating his side. Um, and I think it was quite evident. Uh, but I th- I think. Like I know he got caught out a couple of times today, but I think generally he's improved a lot on that. Um, mm. He he do, I know that because there's a couple of uh, I think Fabinho had an opportunity. I think he kind of got back in last last gasp, but I think that's kind of it. I don't, I don't think he controls the defensive side. He's very last gasp with kind of tackles and and, and last second 
last second tackles and getting the foot in. Um, I'd like to see a bit more composed, read the game better, um, know when to, to, to push forward, know when to come back, um, and just, just not get caught up the field as much. But I definitely think he's approved, and I think next season we're going to see the best of him. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's not easy coming over Barcelona and moving to a new city and that, and the, you know, obviously... His language, there was language issues at the start as well. But yeah, I think I think I think he's improving. I think he's a good player. I think he's a sweet left foot. I think next season's going to be a big season for him. Hopefully, is he has he been the best pickup from your Barcelona trio this this summer? I think Gomez for me has. I think he's a I think he's a silky player. I really do. I think he's great. Um, he's tired. He's tiring. That's for sure. There's been a few games, and I think that's why Silva kind of taken him out of the limelight a bit because there were a couple of games recently where he has been important and, and the games bypassed him a little. Um, but I just think that was down to the amount of football he was he was playing. Um, I think he was picking up a little niggling injuries, but I just see when he came on today, I think there was glimpses where mm. he hasn't got pace, but he, he he can coast past players quite easily, and then he has he has that pass as well. Um, that's Really, why I would like to see him start. I know it's easy saying it now, but uh, and I don't know if he had ninety minutes in him. But um, no, I, I think he's a class actor to the point. I don't think he'll be with us next season. That's interesting. Obviously, uh, not the most like back over in Barcelona, but uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be an interesting one to see if you can give. I mean, do you have a, do you have a deal to sign him, or is it just a loan simply? I, I I think there's another couple of clubs in for him, to be honest, based on the on the earlier performance he's had for, for Everton. I don't think the money that has been reported is, is particularly huge um that Barcelona are looking for. Um so I think I think there'll be a lot of clubs in for him. Um I, I just think he's a he's a real class act. Um and I don't even think he's been hundred percent fit to be honest for us as well. Um but yeah, I, I, I think we'd be doing well to keep him, if I'm honest, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um Carl, this is where the show goes downhill for us. Um I'm gonna have have to have to ask you about Mo Salah. Um I, I, I mentioned Dinya there. I mean, our first big chance it comes from, I think Dinya uh, I think Everton lose the ball um in midfield and then Dinya's kind of caught high up and we see Mo Salah who earlier in the season and especially last season would have he would have scared he would have scored ten times out of ten, but today we see a heavy touch, um, and pretty poor shot. Um, I mean, he's obviously on this record. I mean, he's stuck on forty nine. Do you think it's one of them football stories that is that? And I think I think he's one in five or something. Now, do you think he's that? It's one of them stories that just keeps continuing that he's stuck on forty nine goals for ages, or do you think he's just genuinely having a terrible time at the moment? Because we've not really seen him have this poor a patch of form, or at least this season. I thought, like, definitely, I think he's certainly on a poor patch. But at the same time, I thought he was a little bit better against Wofford than he had been in previous games. Not he oh, wasn't yeah. quite the threat that he usually would be in front of goal, but creativity. Great. He obviously he got an assist. He was involved in a lot of link-up play with Mane and um, Origi at times and, you know, the other players around him. So, I mean, I, that was a positive sign to me, but I, I thought it was two steps back today. Like, he, he looked very nervous. You know, and we've seen, obviously, when he got the chance, he took, as you said earlier this season or last season, once he gets in behind, you're thinking, goal, you're up off your seat. But, you know, you, you're not so sure at the moment. And, and obviously we have a reason not to be sure because, as you said, he takes the heavy touch that narrows the angle. And I think once the, the angle's narrowed, he 
just kind of fluffs it and you know Pickford makes an okay save but I mean it's a save you expect your goalkeeper to be making and obviously then it comes out to Henderson and there's two or three Everton players in the way um, and that, that's the chance gone. And I mean, we've created the Watford game aside, and even then we didn't create a crazy amount of chances. We, mm. A lot more than we had been, but in recent weeks, chances for us have been few and far between, like when compared to earlier in the season. So you've got to take them when they come. And, you know, I, I think Mane had been guilty in recent weeks up until the Watford game of not taking chances, obviously against United. And, and then Salah today gets two good chances and both of them he takes a poor touch and, and the chance has kind of gone away. It's just, uh, he just, I don't know what it is with him. Like, uh, there's no particular reason why he should be lacking confidence, but he, he just seems to be lacking confidence and we're, we're paying the price for it at the moment. Yes, we we bloody well are. <laughs> it's uh, it's not great looking for our attack at the moment. But um, switching gears to Everton's attack, David, uh, you'll you, I'll let you go at Walcott in a sec. But uh, <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> but, um, up front seems to have been a problem position since Lukaku left. Um, obviously yeah, today sure. was um, Calvert Lewin, who obviously came through the academy and stuff like that. Torson, one of Sam Allardyce's part in Gifts, I've been heard he's called. Um, yeah. And um, Richarlison obviously played up there as well. But um, Calvert-Lewin, obviously not the most prolific player. I think he was he only 20, 21-ish. But he seemed to get a decent amount of change out of our centre-backs, especially probably Matic more so than Van Dijk. But he seemed to have put in a decent shift, if anything. Yeah, he did. He, he, he's a workhorse. There's no denying it. I, I'm just... I don't think he's particularly good at anything, but I just think his attitude and the way he applies himself to a game when he when he does lead the line um, can't be questioned. Uh, I, I think it was, I think the game plan was, especially in the first half, to hit the long balls and Van Dyke pretty much dominated. But the ones he did win, a lot of times there was no one around him 10, 15 yards away from each time, uh, which are kind of just kept coming back at us then. Um, if you get delivery into the box, if you get Dania Coleman down the, down the sides, getting good balls in, I think he's good in the air. Uh, but I just don't think we got enough of that, especially in our set pieces. Um, I think we, we overcomplicated things as well in some of the set pieces. I thought we could have just got the ball in a lot earlier um, and then and then really test the Liverpool defence um, and, and, and play to his strengths. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he's, he's he's okay, but we're seriously lacking a, a quality lead, man. Um, Toast is not with it at all. I think we tried to get rid of him in January. I don't think there's anyone. I think other than loan deals, there's no one real interest in, in, in partying with money and I wouldn't really blame them. Um, Cameron Lewin, yeah, he's not He's not, He's not. not going to move forward leading the line forever, I don't think. That's for sure. I don't think he's good enough. No, that's interesting. I mean, when you said workhorse, that's not particularly good at Shane Long instantly came to mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. saying that to an Irish man. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no, it's, it's just, I know. It's kind of a nice way of not insulting someone saying mm, they're a workhorse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just don't I just don't see it. I just don't think he's good enough uh, for Premier League level. Now, look, it might change. He might really kick on next season. But I, I, we do, we're desperate for some quality, really are. I think that's gone, but just touching on Richarlison, I think that's his biggest issue. I don't, I don't know his best position. He's obviously mm-hmm. a quality, he's obviously strong when he applies himself, but I just don't know what, like, I don't think he's a winger. I don't think he's good enough to lead the line. I don't think he has a distribution for number 10. Um, so it's, uh, I think that's a problem. Uh, I, just, I just don't know exactly where to play him or where I'd like to see him play. Mm-hmm. 
well, speaking of a lack of quality, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, today obviously you had Bernard on one wing and then Walcott, who yeah. at one point in his career was a consistent goal scorer, getting at least 10 to 15 goals a season at Arsenal. But I mean, today he looked scared of the ball and he was getting he was getting the better of Andy Robertson. But yeah, I just don't like that yeah. point. Got, that point, he got in behind Andy Robinson, and I, I don't. I, I'm going to call it a shot, but I think that's that's been nice. I don't even know what it was. He kind of sliced the ball at miles wide over, and he went flying. He nearly went further than the ball did, and he just has no confidence whatsoever. He doesn't seem he, he he can't run with the ball at his feet. He he just makes the wrong decisions. Um, I just don't get it. I I I just don't understand why he's in the team. I really don't. And the bench wasn't particularly strong today. Maybe there's an argument for Davies coming in, so playing out there. Probably would have done more than Walcott, but I just don't. Get, I honestly just don't get it. So I think I think the guy. I think Carragher made a good point in the first half. Bernard and and Walcott were were quite timid. Um, like they didn't get stuck in enough. I don't necessarily mean tackles. I just mean mm. be more direct. Um. They just seemed to overcomplicate things when the ball was at their feet. They looked a bit nervous in the first half. Uh, I think Bernard Bernard came into it more as the game went on. But yeah, I think I think timid was a was definitely a good word to use for both of them in the first half. It, obviously, you talked about Silver playing people who shouldn't be playing anymore. But yeah, and Walcott's obviously one of them. I mean, is is the youth not being given a chance? Obviously, Adamola Luckman's one who probably mm-hmm. catches the eye for people. Is he? Has he done enough to displace one of these players who isn't performing in in the wider areas? Or... For sure. The, the, yeah. the only thing I can think that Lokman is not ahead of Walcott more is because the whole track are back. Mm. But I don't necessarily see Walcott doing a whole lot of that. And when he does, when he when he does come back, I don't see him helping out. Like a lot of the times, he's in the way. Um, he doesn't show for the ball. Like he doesn't show. Like a lot of times today, you could see the players. Um, you could see Coleman. Um, down the wing, he he just frustrates his teammates a lot. He doesn't show off the ball. He he doesn't seem to want the ball, and that's what you need, especially in a game like that. Um, yeah, I I I think we do need a kind of an overhaul, definitely. Yeah, if, if whether it be young players or bringing in people like this, yeah, I I can't see Walcott cannot be a starter in, in uh, next. I I do for me, I'd use the rest of the season to to try something new. Mm. I really would. Whether it's give Luckman if the, if there's no issues there and he is okay to play soon, play him, just play. Um, and then to try and to try and find something that fits in there, because because Walcott certainly is not in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from an outsider perspective, I fully agree. I've never really seen what the, the fuss about Walcott is, and now that he's lost his pace, even more so. Um, yeah. But on your other wing, you have Bernard, who was once one of the high, highly thought of um, prospects outside of Brazil. You obviously got him on a free transfer in the summer. Uh, I think the stat before the uh, game was that he was your joint assist maker with three, which doesn't sound too great. But I mean, what what's he been like this season? Obviously, you said he was timid today. I mean, got better as the game on, as as you mentioned. But what what's he been like? And do you think he can be one you can kind of build around? I suppose with Richarlison and the money you put out for him. I think so, definitely. I think I don't think he's been brilliant. Um, again, I think I think kind of like Dini, it, 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 it took a while to settle. Um, there are flashes of of of, of brilliance there, but I, I think a lot of times he take he takes too much out of the ball. Um, I think he over he overthinks it. Um, he's a skill to beat a player for sure, and he does frighten players when he has the ball at his feet. But um, I think he just needs to get his head up more, uh, and and, and just distribution needs to improve big time. 
big crosses or just a true ball. You just need to see some end product from him. Um, but again, I think I think I think next season we see the best of him. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely think there's a player there for sure. I, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the number ten role. Mm. Um, I think I think that's where you might uh, you might see the best of him. Um, going back to the whole timid thing, I, I'm I'm not sure if we get away with playing him out wide with him and Dinya on the same side. Um, but yeah, no, I'd like to see him in the number ten role. Well, that leads me on to ask you. I will, I will ask you stuff, Carl. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, th- that leads me on to ask about Sigurdsson. Obviously, another big money signing. Um, yeah. Seems to be somewhat dependable, if not not spectacular. Um, it, is there a case that you've kind of moved on past him quite quickly, or is it just that you want to see a bit more of Bernard rather than less of Sigurdsson? I, I. <laughs> It's it's an odd one. I love Stiggers, and I used to love when he was at Swansea years ago, and I and I wanted him. I mean, I just think we got him too late, to be honest. Mm. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't think he's passed it by any means. I think I think he's a quality player, and again, I think he did he had a, a, a decent game today. But I, 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 well, I don't want to stand repetitive, but I think he just takes too much out of the ball. Again, I I just think he, he could be a lot quicker with the ball. Um, I don't think his brain, his football brain, works quick enough. I think he's got skill. I think he's great. But even at the end there, that that free kick. Um, towards the end, he should have been all over that. Like Carragher yeah. was describing exactly what he should have done: keep it low, head height, aim for the top corner, and then we have Dinya whipping in the poor ball. And the, and, and I don't even think the other players were ready for that. That kind of thing just frustrates me. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe maybe him dropping back into midfield against a weaker side, uh, midfield too, and maybe him and Gomez just just to try it out. Um, Bernard number ten. And see how we get on, but uh, mm. yeah, I, I I know he's got into double figures recently. He's been playing well the last few games, but I think he was he was very poor at the start of the season, very poor. Mm. Right, Carl, I've, I've remembered you exist now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were obviously talking about um, Everton's wide attackers there, and I did mention the fullbacks were particularly disappointing for me. Anyway, um, obviously midweek we saw the complete opposite in performance. We saw a, a grand total of five assists from the fullbacks. But today, I mean, Trent got up and down quite well. I think he didn't do too badly against Bernard uh, Bernard defensively. But the, either of them just often very little in the attacking sense. And I mentioned we mentioned the midfield being all Brexity and stuff, <laughs> not very not very attacking. But um, I mean, what 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 was your take on the fullbacks? Take I just thought it was the dead opposite of the Watford game. I thought Trent started the game well, especially particularly in the defensive sense. I thought he was passing the ball well, but then when you get to the final third, when you're expecting those big crosses that we see in a midweek, they weren't there. And I won't even mention his corners, well, except for mentioning them there, because <laughs> like they're, they're not even worth mentioning. They were that poor. Um and Robertson wasn't much better on the other side with his crossing, which uh, like I I think Robertson's probably on the worst form mm. he's probably had in Liverpool shirt, similar to Salah, but again like Salah in midweek, I thought we seen some signs with Robertson that he was getting back there at least in the you know he's putting he's some good balls himself. in, yeah, but yeah. It, it was a, it was two steps back again today, and I think defensively. Robertson wasn't at it really today either. I mean, yeah. he, he gave away Walcott, who, as David already said, was was pretty crap. You know, 
caused them problems, got in behind them a couple of times and, and Richarlison tortured them when he came on. They gave Robertson had to give away a, a sloppy free kick and, you know, it just, he wasn't at the races today. And I think we're lucky in a way that our centre-backs, Van Dijk particularly, and, you know, credit to Matip as well. I, you know, I'm not as biggest fan of, I've been critical of him on this podcast before. And I thought he had a decent game. He was probably our, Throughout the ninety, he was probably our third best player behind Van Dijk and Alisson. Our most creative. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, like he, he actually made a few things happen as he took a few strolls into midfield and did things the midfielders weren't willing to do. So, I mean, but I think we're lucky our centre backs and our goalkeeper were probably our, our best players because our, our full backs just weren't giving them, you know, except for as I said, Trent early on they weren't really giving them enough cover and Robertson seemed a particular weakness on that side. And like, it's not something I'm going to say, oh, you know, oh, Robertson was a, did like it was what he's done in the 18 months up until now has been, a, a, well, 12, 13, 14 months because obviously he didn't start last season. But like, obviously he is a great player and I'm sure he'll get back to that again. But it's just, he does seem to be in a bit of a slump like a few of our players. And unfortunately, it's coming at the wrong, the business end of the season. What what do you think um, the possible answer is with Robertson? I'm, I'm not saying we should screw him off and sign a £50 million mid uh, left back in the summer or anything like that but we had no fullbacks on the bench today um Milner seems to have moved ahead of Moreno probably uh, at left back but we we've seen in games where we have flourished that the fullbacks are hugely important to our attack and if we whack Milner at fullback we've seen what that causes it just causes a, a drop in quality there but as we've mentioned Robbo's probably in his worst spell of form at the club do you think we could give him a break for a game or two. I think people have said he's obviously just had a kid, um, so that might be affected just his natural pattern of play or natural day, so it screws with his form. And obviously new contract data seems to affect every Liverpool player, which <laughs> seems to coincide with his his patchy form. So what do you think the answer is with Robbo? Because we don't, we don't have trusted backup, to say the least, I imagine. I think as you basically described it there, it's a lack of competition. We we have no natural competition for our, our fullbacks. Moreno isn't trusted by the manager, so he's a non-factor here. Um, you know, on the right side, we had the same problem. Earlier in the season, he was rotating Gomez and, and Trent. You know, Gomez was coming in every few games, so Trent could have a rest, like he was going on onto the right. But like I don't like Gomez a fullback. He's a he's a very good young centre back. I don't want mm. to see him a fullback. I think we see mistakes from him a fullback. Now I give him he has a great mentality. He'll make a mistake. He'll recover from it and he'll have a good game the rest of the game. But those those mistakes can be costly. They were costly last season at times, and we've seen as well the men more running. He has to do a fullback. He ended up getting injured while yeah. playing right back, and he's been missing for months now. You know he wasn't the answer. Nathaniel Klein came back and put in a brilliant performance against Man United. And then he goes and says he wants to go to Bournemouth to play some football. And Klopp says, go. You know, that's where you need to be. You can't be Mr. Nice. You need to be the manager of the club. And you need to say, no, Klein, we need you here because Trent Alexander-Arnold, you know, has has had his niggly injuries, you know, tr- at times and you know he needs to rest the amount of running our fullbacks do so like there we shot ourselves in the foot and then on the left side you there was a, I, I 
wanted us to sign of a left back in the the January so that Robertson could get a rest and you know maybe flog Moreno for a couple million. And there were some talk of this this young lad playing in the the lower leagues. His name escapes me at the moment, but it it, it never really went past monitoring. You know, we we love a bit of monitoring. Oh so, God, not that word. <laughs> so it it's come to the point where a few weeks ago James Pierce is writing in the Echo that we let Klein go because Klopp wants to use Milner as backup for both fullbacks. He wants to be able to use him in more games so we can use his experience. But look at the performances he's put in at fullback recently. Like I thought he had a great game midweek against Watford in midfield where he belongs. Whereas the fullback performances in previous weeks were, were garbage. He was just looking weak defensively. I think Zaha had him on toast against Palace in the four three and you know, we, there were warning signs there that Milner can't be a fullback anymore. I think think that left back does does that half season at left back mm. where he was brilliant was you know that that was what it was. It was in, in isolation. So I mean, it is a lack of of competition. I think we need to sign a fullback or two in the, the summer if we can get a fullback who can play both sides, all the better. Because I think Robertson and and Trent they they need competition and they need rests. And that, that's that's really what it comes down to. As everyone knows, I'm all for Moreno playing, but it's not going to happen, so I'm going to stop mentioning it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I think we have Burnley or something next, so it couldn't hurt. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, nothing really happened in the first half. That's why I'm just asking these general questions. So, last general question before we go on to the second half for you, David. Um, Jordan Pickford obviously gets mocked by Liverpool fans for having small arms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that, and obviously the, the Rigi moment in the last game. But he did make a good couple of saves in this game. But my general question for you is, is he a goalkeeper that you can depend on? Or he was linked with, I think he was linked with Man United, but whether it was a credible link or whatever, because David De Gea was apparently off. But what level of goalkeeper is he? Because I, I watch him a fair bit for England. And I'm not that impressed with him, but you obviously watch him more than I do. Is he a goalkeeper that you can depend on? Because he, he seems very up and down. Yeah, no, I think he is, definitely. Um, I thought he was decent today. I think he... I don't know if it's coming from Silva, but the whole pass now from the back, now, no, he didn't do it as much today. I think you need the players to do that. I just mm. don't think we have. I, I just don't think as much. I like Zuma as a defender, but putting the ball at his feet with a couple of players around him it doesn't do anyone any favour, especially from my perspective. But And then his distribution, I think, last season was great. I think this season, even today, like there was a, there was a couple of times. <laughs> hoofing the ball, hoofing the ball straight out of play. Um, even when he tried to hit, hit it into the corner when Richarlison came on, he was overhitting it. Um, and then towards the end, I don't know if I don't really know what was going on, but he hit a straight through to Allison. And um, for someone that is known for having such great distribution, I think that's been very poor this season. Um, I thought he made it. I don't think he had a, a lot to do today. I think he, it was a pretty a good save from Salah. It was a strong hand, got the ball away. Um, I just think he needs to settle down. He is a young guy. Um, I know this new breed of keeper where we'd want the ball to feet and they, they just don't necessarily want to hoof it all the time. They want to play with the ball and. I think he has that, but I just don't think he's been at it this season. Um, the whole England thing might be a big deal. I know I read something this morning that he shouldn't be the England number one. Yeah, Maybe so. I don't know. Um, quite possibly. Um, but from an Everton point of view, I think he needs to knuckle down. I don't think he needs to be overly fancy. 
Um, I think he needs to make the saves um, and just dominate the box more. Definitely. I think mm. I think the uh, character made a point today. Yeah, yeah. He should be now for a couple of crosses that came in, and he kind of just came out and stopped and went back in. And you know they they weren't costly today, but it could have been. Um, but I think he called the ball well. I think I think there's a couple of times he seemed to shout. He he, he seemed to in the ball. He he corrected the ball well. Where sometimes he tries to overplay with his feet. But no, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not saying dump him. I know he's linked with Chelsea as well before. Uh, and Courtois was gone and for big money and I don't know if there's any truth in that and that 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 shook him a bit but I I think to be honest with you I think Pickford's the least of our worries I think I think I think he's going to be a, mm. I think he's only going to get better I think there's other parts of the team that need strengthening for sure mm. I thought I'd ask it because I mean Liverpool, Liverpool fans do, do yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Also, it's frustrating yeah. It's, yeah. from my point of view it's frustrating even today you know it's I know it's a narrow pitch and it's a small stadium but like for me like what he was doing today, like wouldn't have been out placing Six Nations in some of the kicks. Uh, <laughs> he was just, it was just like hitting Coleman or Dinia or, or like, I don't even see the point of hitting the ball long to, to Bernard. And they commented on that as well. I, I it, it, too, it was odd. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, like he sees a ball coming at him from 40 yards and, you know, probably like a meteorite aiming for him from his point of view. Like, you know, it, 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 he's not going to do anything with that. Um, but yeah, no, look, I've I've no worries over Pickford, to be honest. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so we'll move into the second half. Um, first chance of the the half, and possibly the biggest chance for Everton in in the game is a is a Calvert Lewin header. Um, not the easiest of chances, but if you're going to win a game like this, David, is that one you'd probably have to take? Yeah, yeah, I can see what you try to do. Like hit it down and 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 try to make it harder for Allison. Um, I think that that is a strong point. Quite arguably, it's probably it's probably his only strong point. And um, being in the area, he's a tall lad. He does leap well. I and I, I, he wasn't really challenged either, so I thought he should have done better with that. Um, I just think he ran himself into the ground. Um, he probably should have came off earlier, if truth be told. Um, not that Tosin is up to much coming on, but uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good opportunity. I think he'd be disappointed with himself. I think he should have done better. I think he knows it as well. Yeah, yeah. You'd probably be a bit gutted with that. It could have been a big moment. Um, Carl, I know Richarlison comes on before any, before any of our subs, but we'll get back to that. Um, but we see our substitutes come on uh, about 63 minutes, which for Klopp is basically subbing someone in the first half. Um, <laughs> but uh, we see Milner come on for whatever reason. Um, and then we also see Firmino come on, who we may have expected to start the game. Um, firstly, what were your thoughts on the people they replaced, who were obviously Wijnaldum and Origi, and uh, your opinion on them coming on and, well, <laughs> they made the game worse, if anything, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I know some people weren't happy with the, the changes. I mean, I, I think you could have brought Firmino on for any of the front three. You know, yeah. Salah looked nervous. Mane's touch was horrendous. We didn't really talk about that, but tr- throughout the first half, I mean, it, it was like he was every touch he was taking was going about six yards away from him. Like, it was it was awful. I mean, which was a shame after the, his performance in midweek. And, and Origi was huffing and puffing, but not really doing much. So you could have taken any of them off. I kind of wanted Salah to be taken off as a as a point, just because I think 
you know, I, I don't think any player should be immune to being hooked. And I think maybe 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 it's what he needs. You got to try something, but. Nonetheless, obviously, he went with Auricky. Kind of too many complaints about that, as I said. Um, I, I hoped maybe Firmino would, would do something. And I think he was involved in one decent counter-attack. But, I mean, that aside, he was he was fairly sloppy for his standards. And, you know, as I said, Nena had a very good game midweek. So, him coming on, it didn't really... I didn't have an issue with that. And who he'd come on for again, as I said, first half Fabinho was good, not so good mm. second half. Uh, Henderson was up and down, Wijnaldum was anonymous. I suppose Wijnaldum made the most sense to me, so I don't really disagree with yeah. Klopp. But at the same time, thinking about it tactically, I think it would be better probably had Milner came on for Henderson and just hope Wijnaldum steps it up. Um, but I, I just think... The team was playing so poorly. I, I think it quickly spread to those that came on. Like it, it, it felt like. I mean, I made a comment in our in our group, and maybe it was a bit of an exaggeration. But even if Messi had come on for us, you know, I don't think he'd have been that much, because it, it just felt like one of those games. It was just, it was just so sloppy, and everything was breaking down. And I mean, I know a lot of people complained that Kaita or Shakiri should have came on, and. Maybe they would have made a difference, but I'm just not so sure. It just, it just felt like one of those days, unfortunately. And I, I think uh, I don't really blame Milner and Firmino or um, Lalana. Remember Lalana? Yeah, Lallana. That, that sums up the last that three years. Up, yeah, Lallana. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just think it was just as I said, they were just they were just as sloppy as the players that they replaced. To be honest, so. I think for just just jump big. I think from from Everton perspective, I I I couldn't get my head around. I was delighted with Liverpool's changes. I just thought they were overly cautious. I just didn't understand. I think Carragher called it. Why they didn't take one of the three guys off in the arm mark and bring on Shakiri, um, or something like that. Like I mm. I just didn't see the point to bringing on like for like Milner, um, taking off Mane. He didn't have an amazing game by any means, but like he is a threat and he has pace getting behind and he has pace to stretch our our defence. Uh, I I just. From an Everton fan, I was quite happy with the Liverpool changes. Yeah, I gave I, up. As soon as I saw Lallana, I gave up, to be honest. Nothing yeah. was happening. <laughs> that may be harsh, but that's just how I felt, to be honest. Um, Carl, you mentioned the two lads who didn't come on in, in Shakiri and Kater, and I think it's fair to say that Shakiri's not in his best form. So I'll ask you about Kater Morsa in this one. But um, Obviously, he had his best spell of form over the Christmas period. I, know, I think he had started with that second half against West Ham or Leicester. Um, obviously, he had a little bit of illness, but do you think it's weird that he's just not played at all? He's not even came on in these games where we're struggling to create. I know you said the, uh, the crapness spread like wildfire even to the subs, but to not even get the chance to come on, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is a strange one. I mean, I think bringing on either a Keita or a Shakiri, and as you said, more likely Keita given recent form, you know, that's that's the kind of the gamble that you need to take in in this situation when you're you're chasing it. As I said, I, I'm not sure. It just felt like one of those days. I, I'm not sure even had they came on, they would have done so. But I, that doesn't excuse not bringing them on. Like, I, I think Klopp probably should have, uh, as I said, the, the first two changes, fair enough. But, I mean, taking Henderson off for Keita probably would have been my third change. And I probably would have made it, you know, 
three, four minutes after the other two. I know Klopp likes, but even five minutes, let's say, to space it out a little bit. But that would have been my change because, you know, Keita's going to run at people. He's going to, you know, he's had, he certainly, like, let's be honest, that hasn't been a great debut season. He's had four or five mm. good games. But when he's on it, he can be unplayable. And, and I think we needed to take that risk. It's not as if Henderson was, was doing too much anyway. As I said, as David said earlier, sorry, Everton weren't really using their midfield that much. So it's not like we needed that extra steal in there. And, and Keita will chase back, get involved. He's a quick player. He's an energetic player. So it's not you don't lose that much defensively with him. Mm. So I think that probably should have been the change. The Lalana for Mane, it, it is. It's a very sterile change, you know. Lalana is gonna huff and puff, but it, you know, even Mane, he doesn't have Mane's pace. He doesn't have Mane's kind of anything. guile. He doesn't have anything. He has a better like, touch. That's about it. Let's be honest. I, I, <laughs> as I've said multiple times, you know, I like Lalana as a change when we're ahead. Because I think he's he's awkward. He's frustrating for the five, five nil ahead. <laughs> he wins fouls. Like he did actually. That's one thing he did. He won a free kick in a dangerous position, and we didn't really do much with it. But and that's what he does, and that's good when you're ahead. But he hasn't scored or created much since like that 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 four month spell under Klopp when he was playing as a number ten. He, you know, he, he hasn't really offered much. And I know there was a lot of people calling to sell him in the summer. I don't think we quite had the depth to, to move him on, but I think we could see him go this summer. And, and that's because he's he lacks that end product. And when you're an attacking player, you have to be putting numbers on the board. That's what you're in the team for. And I just think it was the wrong move, really, to, to bring him on. I'd have even gambled and... and thrown storage on even like just anything to, like, this season <laughs> that's what you need to do at this when you're chasing a league you need you need to gamble and and club didn't gamble unfortunately yeah 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 so to move away from the depressing look at uh, liverpool's bench um that we didn't use too well um David, you seem to use yours quite well. I mean, the first sub, um, Richarlison obviously came on for Walcott, who was having a stinker. And as, as yeah. Carl mentioned earlier, he, he came on and gave Robertson a hell of a time, really. I mean, is that something you can hopefully see as a spark of upturn of form? And you mentioned that he's a bit off, off colour at the minute. Yeah, well, I think I don't think it takes a genius to uh, like any move, any player coming on replacing Walcott is going to be an improvement. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Richardson did well. I think he was direct. I think he was at it when he came on to get a point to prove because he hasn't been great recently. He has been great in a long time. Um, and then always just caught into the Brazil squad, so I know there's a lot of international attention on him, and I'm, I'm sure he's eager to impress. Uh, yeah, I thought I don't think I'm a big fan of Robertson. I think he's a great player. I, I think uh, Richardson caused a lot of a lot of issues. I think he got into good positions. I think towards the end, I think Robertson pushed forward, left a lot of space behind um, towards the end. And I think we got the ball out there well. Um, again, I think there was there was some opportunities where Richardson could have got the ball into the box a lot earlier. Um, I think sometimes he's held bent on in the free kicks. Uh, I think that's what he does as opposed to be more direct. But no, I thought I thought he done well. Um, just go back to what I said earlier. I, I just don't. I don't know what his strongest position is, um, and I think that's going to be a, that's going to be an issue if he's going to be in the team every week. Because I think if you play him out wide, he's vulnerable. Um, he's not going to track back, and I don't think he's good enough with the ball on his feet. 
Um, I just don't think he leads the line well enough. But yeah, I think I think that I think our substitutes did well today. Um, Gomez, I thought had glimpses of class. Um, I would have liked to see him probably come on earlier, um, probably ninety minutes earlier. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I thought um, yeah. Look, I was happy enough. Um, yeah, I think I think I don't think we have an amazing squad, even though we have a, a billionaire owner. And I, I just I think what we had to, to play with today, I thought he, I thought he played it well. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, actually, couple chances in the second half, Carl, for us. Um, I mean, the biggest, I suppose, has to be the Fabinho one. I mean, I, I come on this show every week and law, laud him. You've mentioned the second half, he was a bit more panicky than the player that we've seen pretty much all season. Um, but, I mean, this lack of goals from the other areas of the pitch is starting to become an issue. Well, for me it is, because I know we had Van Dijk with a couple in midweek, but we were 3-0 up. In a game like this where we need to break the deadlock, I mean, we've seen in the past City have even like players like Vincent Company scoring goals, Kevin De Bruyne, not, not this season with De Bruyne, but De Bruyne scoring goals, David Silva scoring goals, but we don't have any of that. If our front three don't score, we don't score at all. And this kind of just summed up that problem for me big time. Yeah, very much so. I mean, Shakiri earlier in the season seemed to be t- taking a little bit of the, the workload off them. He, he got a few goals, but he's been pretty sterile since Christmas. And we already touched on Lalana doesn't really offer much in that sense. And Milner popped up with the odd goal. And obviously, he's a solid peno taker. But uh, Henderson hasn't really been much of a goal scorer. And the more recent years, Wijnaldum, who was a goal scorer prior to coming to Liverpool, at least at home, <laughs> <laughs> hasn't really done it in a in a Liverpool shirt. He's played well at times as as a midfielder, but but not in a, a goal scoring sense. And you know, Keita scored some for for Red Bull, obviously, but he, he or no, it's it's not Red Bull. Sorry, it's it's not allowed to be Red Bull. RB. Leipzig, let's say, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's not scored yet in a, in a Liverpool shirt, and. I mean, there is a real lack of goals from midfield and, and our, our defence as well. Like Van, Van Dijk, should, you'd expect with his ability in the air that, that he'd get a lot more goals than, than three. You'd, you'd be hoping for five or six a season from him. Um, I mean, or, or even be rivaling that, that great Martin Skirtle season where he was the top scoring the, defender. The net of two goals because of how many old and, goals he got. <laughs> our our fullbacks, I, I think, in a way, you can forgive them not scoring goals because they they've gotten you know Robertson particularly assists, but like I, I think Trent has a good shot on him. I, I think he should be scoring goals. I think you know there's um, I go back to a fullback that that a lot of Liverpool fans weren't fond of, but that similarly had a good shot on him when he could cut in 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 Glenn Johnson, and I think. Trent has that in his game, like, and he just he needs to do it a, a bit more often because that we need goals from elsewhere. Like, we're this season shows that Firmino, Mane, Salah are all capable of dips. Mane's had a couple of dips. Firmino's had a couple of dips. Salah's had is on one at the moment, and you know we need goals coming from other areas of the team. We also need goals coming from the bench, which. You know, as where we don't feel obviously that that uh, Origi or Sturridge are, are quite up to task, and we need to address that in the summer. There's been a lot of talk of signing a forward, and we, and we do need that. But I think, as you say, we just 
you can't be reliant on three players for all your goals because as good as those three players are, they they're just they're not going to be able to do it enough. If you want to be winning trophies, they'll they'll only take you so far. Yeah, 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 and uh, we'll we'll talk about the impact on the title race at the end of the show. Um, not really anything else in terms of chances and stuff. Um, obviously the last big moment which nearly killed me, um, was Trent nearly giving away a penalty. Um, so David, I mean, at first, did you think it was finally going to be the game that you beat Liverpool with a penalty? I was convinced. I, I, Carragher, as I said earlier on, Carragher described what should happen perfectly before before they did take it. Sigurdsson should have been all over that. And I just thought they tried to be too smart about it. I just thought, right, everybody's expecting Sigurdsson to go for top corner or at least whip it in for glance and header. And they try and catch everybody off guard. But I think the problem with that is what they did do, they caught the, the, the Everton team off guard. I don't think the guys were... I think the delivery was over here for a start, but I don't think, I don't think our guys was expecting Dini to hit it in. Um, and I'd like to think Silva would be giving them an ear bashing after that. Mm. And I know the camera cut to Sigurdsson and he was shaking his head. Um, but I think he he, he should have been all over that. Go top corner. Um, yeah, considering the time as well. Um, and, and, and the guys touch on Jordan again, it's not the biggest Everton team. So they'd want some ball from that position from a left footer to, to allow for us to get a, to get a, shot, on, a, a shot on goal. Um, but yeah, Sigurdsson should have been all over that. But I thought it was, like yourself, I thought that was the opportunity when they seen it happen. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, I, again, like too many times this season, I think the, the wrong choice was made. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Carl, from our point of view, I mean, my ass went when I thought it was apparently. I thought it was going to be one of them days, like you keep mentioning it, it was going to be the cherry on top of the icing on the cake. But uh, I mean... A bit fortunate there because uh, Trent did panic after he made the first mistake. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a comedy of errors, really. I don't know why Matip is, is passing it to Trent. As Matip, as I said, he had a decent game, but I don't know why you pass it to your fullback in that position. Considering how kind of nervous we were, like Everton had, like Everton had a, a good spell without really having much quality to the spell but there was a lot of effort like they're putting up a lot of effort and they were piling the pressure on and they were they could see we were nervous and you know they were trying to make that count so i'm not sure why matt passes it to his fullback on the edge of the box and in that position and trent as you said he panics and i thought it was a pen at first glance now as soon as i've seen the replays i've seen clearly it is outside the box but you know when you're i suppose when you're in that kind of a mood you you're gonna panic at those things and you know, I, I, even with the free kick, I, you know, obviously Sigurdsson has a lot of ability and I, I felt like, oh, this is the moment. And, you know, the, the way that the, I think it was Neville was the same way to put it. And like, I was glad when they went for a cross because even if he'd gotten the cross right, Van Dyke was really on it. Like he was gobbling up every, every high ball. And, you know, I, I think he probably would have dealt with it, but, um, Nonetheless, like it was, it's not the kind of thing you want your defenders doing in, in the 90, 87th minute, I think it was. I mean, it, it's not what you want to see. And it's also the, the, the point is you would have hoped that it would be us pressing the agenda in the dying minutes and, and looking to, to get a late winner as we did at Anfield, you know. But unfortunately not, it just, just wasn't our day. I think nerves played a part big time today, I think, about 
both sides. I think um, I think in the first half, we were quite nervous. I think as the game progresses, not Liverpool quite nervous. I think that kind of plays at the Matif. I fully agree with you, Carl, that Matif's pass back. There's no need for that. He just put his full back in under so much pressure. Um, and he was sloppy with it. Um, I, I, I think that's that was just nerves. The guys, they know they kind of needed a win um, from a Liverpool perspective. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't take advantage of it. Mm, yeah, I think we were there for the taking in some respects. To be fair, um, so but uh, I mean a draw. I mean, what what does this result actually mean for you? I mean, is it something you can build build on? I'm just looking at your your next fixtures, Newcastle, mm. which isn't the most difficult game. Um, obviously, patchy form this well this season really. Is this something a, a result that you could hope to be a, a springboard and hopefully find some more consistency and anything that you could take? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I feel I think all we can ask for. Or all I can ask from from an Everton fan point of view for the rest of the season is consistency. I think this, I think seventh is still there for taking. Um, if you play well, um, I think Everton were up for it today. Um, and I think they played well. I just don't think they had the overall quality, but I think they they put in a good shift. So the last thing I want to do going into Newcastle game is seeing a dip in that, in that. Um, well, first of all, I don't want to see wholesale changes in 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 formation. I don't want to see chopping and changing. But I think yeah, I think it's something we can carry forward. Um. But yeah, I, I think I think if Silva's going to win over the masses, I think it's just consistency and and put a few wins together for us this season. I think that's what we need. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And um, Carl, we'll have to finish with you on the uh, big question. Not going to ask you what's next for us, because I mean, if we don't win, we're screwed. Um, some and possibly some on this podcast feel that, about that with this game. But I mean, obviously, this is the first time we're properly second, no game in hand or any of that jazz. We are now definitively second. No ifs or buts. How, what is your feeling on the title race now? I think obviously, I, I thought even before today, I, I still had City as, as favourites and now even more so. I mean, I, I don't think it's quite over for us. There's still obviously a lot of games to go. City have other competitions to fight for as well. I think obviously the Champions League is the one they want above all else. They've got the FA Cup as well. And, you know, they've had their injury problems this season. So City, and they have some tough games to come. Spurs at the the Etihad. I mean, Spurs haven't had the best times against Man City, but something has to give it eventually in those kind of runs. And um, they also have United away. United won't want them, you know, kind of, putting one hand on the title at Old Trafford really will they by by getting a win there so they're going to fight for that so I don't think it's quite over yet but City are definitely favourites and uh, particularly as I, I touched on you know we were nervous and we've seen those nerves we've seen those nerves against Man City we've seen those nerves against Leicester against West Ham you know, against United, we weren't quite sloppy with the nerves, but we we were cautious, we were reserved. So I think furthermore than worrying about what City do now, because that's out of our hands, we, we need some favours and we just need to see what happens there. But we need to focus on ourselves. We need, we need to get back to, you know, playing football. And, you know, we've we, we seen glimpses of it against Watford and, and Bournemouth, but it, it's not been consistent and we need to see the consistency that we've seen, you know, in the run-up and, and over the Christmas period, because that's what we need now. We, we need to just go and win, or win as many of our last nine games as possible, and 
hope that City slip up. That's all we can do. And if we have a weak mentality as we have had in recent weeks, then you can throw your hat at it. City are going to walk away with the title in that case. So we, we need to, and I don't know what Klopp can do. I'm not a, not a sports psychologist. I'm not a, I, I don't know what the answer is, but something has to be done there because it, it is nerves and, a lack of winning mentality that has let us down in recent weeks. And it is concerning because I think this was one of our best chances to win a title. Yeah, I fully, I fully agree. I can only echo what you say, especially that last bit. You look at the league and you can't see United-Chelsea being this weak for that long. And even, well, Barstow probably aren't title contenders, but even they're getting slightly better. Each week, so yeah, this was the year. I'm not. I'm not giving up. Obviously, this is this would be the ideal year for it. Um, but we'll finish up there, and um, we'll come to plugs. Um, Carl, we haven't done a one up in ages, but are we ready to make a promise on on Mike that we will do one soon? We will, yeah. Um, I was going to say it after the show, but let let's say it on on air for for the record. We'll we'll record one hopefully this this coming week. We'll work around your schedule. I've got, I've got I'm free most evenings, so we'll uh, we'll fit something in. We'll have lots to talk about. It's been a while, um, but we do have some differing opinions. And um, David, um, do you want to let people know? I mean, are you on Twitter or anything? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am indeed. Um, so it's uh, it's David Wilkinson without the vowels. So DVD W L K N S N. Always happy and very receptive to Everton fans, fellow toffees. Um, always up for a chat and being overly vocal on all things Everton. Um, sometimes depressingly negative, but sure, that's just the way I am. Um, but yeah, look, it's it, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been great talking about football. Um, and commiserations. <laughs> God, that's, that's such a depressing way to finish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> uh, but we, we will finish up there. So thanks for joining me, you two. And thanks for listening, everyone at home. Goodbye. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Social Podcast Network.